0: So we sang some songs this morning, one of them was about the holiness of God, and I think sometimes uh, we can get ourselves um, maybe feeling insecure about our relationship with God because it says, be holy as I'm holy, the scripture tells us, and this idea of coming close to a holy God can seem intimidating, but I want to let you know that an aspect of holiness is thinking about this, Uh, it doesn't mean this is not a complete translation, but the word whole is, is holy, okay, it's not the word whole, complete, but I am saying that in many ways, if you can picture God as holy being complete, he lacks nothing, he's everything for you. He's the one that you can trust, he is everything that you need, he is complete for you. So if you can kind of also just kind of posture your, your heart and your mind to realize that I believe that's what he's whispering to you today is come close to me, don't be afraid of me, um, of my holiness, come close because I'm complete, I'm everything that you need. I'm everything that you need. I want to give you a few scriptures today um, and we're going to uh, kind of tackle them, Matthew 24 verse 3. Um, If you have your Bibles, I really encourage you, this is, um, if there's an encouragement that I can strongly, strongly give you, um, because I care for you deeply, is, is this is the season to be in God's Word. This is the season to be, not that the other seasons weren't, but I have to say, the deception is so real today that you will only be able to find truth by going into the Word of God, which is truth. You'll only know truth by being in the Word of God, which speaks truth. So I would highly, highly encourage you. Actually, we have a gift for you today. I was going to save this to the end, but now I'm talking about being in God's Word. Anybody who is willing to commit, I don't want this to be a new notebook for you. It is a journal to help you journal through God's Word, but. If you will commit to be in God's Word at least once a week, now I'm hoping for more than that. It is an everyday Bible reading plan that it takes you through. It tells you how to navigate through God's Scripture. And I know those of you who are online say, well, what about us? We're not here to get one of those. And I'll find a way to communicate how you can get one um, in the future. Um, but at least those of you who are in the building, we want to hand one of these to you. Actually, we're not going to hand them. They're on a table you can... Snag on the way out, but only snag it if you're going to be committed to be in God's Word. Um, so we're going to start in Matthew chapter 25, and then we're going to scoot over to um, John chapter 15. And um, let me first start by saying, um, I was driving down the road yesterday, and I saw a flagpole with a flag, the American flag, flying at full mast, and, and immediately in my heart, the thought that came to my mind is that flag should be flying at half-mast. And it's probably a reflection of what I've experienced this week, and maybe some of you as well, but I, I've just been mourning. I've been mourning. I'm not mourning because uh, of, uh, of the outcome and of the presidential race, because we don't really, I mean, the, the 20th will completely determine that, but Uh, That's not what my focus is. My my focus is I'm mourning because I'm seeing a nation fighting against each other. Americans killing Americans. People beating each other up. The disrespect, the hatred. It is everything that this nation didn't fight for, (laughs) We fought for a nation, one nation under God. Now, I want you to be clear. I'm first a nationalist to one kingdom, and that is the kingdom of God first and foremost. And each one of you should be also. But we do live, yes, but we do live in this temporary world, and we are citizens of another um, nation called the United States, and my heart is grieved of what I am seeing, but it, it, it grieves because it, it reflects the times that we're in, the times where father and mother will turn against each other, the times where hatred will grow, um, will increase, where love grows cold, where people will turn on each other. And the deception is so great, and it brings me to this place in Matthew 24, verse 3, where Jesus, these are his words, and it's titled in my Bible, Signs of the End of the Age. Now, I want to let you know, I don't believe, I shouldn't say this, I don't know, one thing I do believe, I believe that Jesus will be returning. I do believe that. Jesus will be returning for his church. It's called the rapture. I do believe that. Do I have a sense that it is in my lifetime? I have a sense, but I don't know for sure. But I do believe you can never go wrong living every day prepared for him to, to return. You can't go wrong. And before I, I go there, let me just jump back a little bit to the, some, some things that I want, to, I want to talk about. Well, let me read the scripture, then I'll talk about the deception I think we're, we're facing. Jesus says this, and he says the end of the age. I believe, this is what I do believe, though, I believe there is an age that has ended for us. I think that's what I'm grieving most. I believe that we have ended an age, and we're going to be in a new era, and I don't, none of us really know what that new era is going to look like, but there's something inside of us that doesn't feel right, does it? Something feels amuck. Something feels wrong, something feels not so right, and we can't really put our our finger on it, but we just know that what we once had is no longer going to be. So let's go to the Scripture, because this is where we're going to find hope, and this is where we're going to find truth. In Jesus' words, this is what he says. "'See that no one leads you astray, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ.' And they will lead many astray. In, the, that, in other words, that would be the Antichrist. Or the, and the Bible says there's many Antichrists, not just one. There will be an Antichrist, but there are many Antichrists. In other words, there are many people who are doing things that are anti the message of Jesus Christ, Antichrist. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not alarmed. For this must take place, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines and earthquakes in various places, and all these are the beginning of birth pains. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation, and you, and put you to death, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will fall away and betray one another and hate one another. Have you seen any betrayal? Have you seen any hatred? (laughs) And many false prophets will arise and lead many astray. And because of lawlessness will be increased. Have you seen lawlessness this week? And love of many will grow cold. But the one who endures to the end will be saved." And the gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. I've seen so much this week. I've seen hatred. I've seen lawlessness. I've seen false prophets. I've seen antichrists lower case antichrist, not the antichrist. I've seen betrayal, and yet this is the sign of the times. Can I tell you one of the tactics that the enemy loves to use? We know his purpose, right? Kill, steal, destroy. We know that, John 10.10. But here's one of the the tactics that the enemy loves to do, and it's a great way of, of expressing this in a meme that's going around now that, You take a black ant and a red ant, and you put them in a jar, and they will coexist very peacefully together. You take that jar, and you shake it up and spill all the ants on the ground, and all of a sudden, the ants start fighting each other. And they think each other is the enemy, but really, the enemy was the one who shook the jar. And we have an enemy that is shaking the global jar, is shaking our world, our nation, but also the globe. And we're and we're wondering, we're starting to fight against each other, and that is the tactic of the enemy, because actually Jesus came, that how are we to love each other? Well, love your neighbor as yourself, that we are to care for one another, that we should show acts of kindness, and live justly, and love each other. And yet, we're finding this hatred is growing, so much so, I never would have thought I would see this, that That people are now being censored. That leaders are being censored. That individuals are being censored. That platforms are being taken off because they don't want that free speech to go on. And I'm not here to talk about political things. I'm here to talk about the, the nature of which we live. And it should concern us, but it shouldn't concern us to say hey, we gotta make our voice known, it should be like we need to hit our knees and go into our Bibles. Because that is where we're going to find truth. That is where we're going to find peace. That is where we're going to find um, the life that Jesus wants us to live. This is where we're gonna be understanding the age of which we live. By the way, when you are, it says we're gonna face persecution. Are you ready? Would you endure? Would you be strong in your faith When the pressure and the opposition is so strong, would you be willing to stand for what you believe in according to the word of God? I believe each one of you are going to have to answer that question today. If not today, tomorrow. Because there is a time coming upon you that you are going to have to make decisions in your life, and and you're going to be confused if you're not in God's word. You will be confused if you just listen to the media. You'll be confused if you just listen to the loudest voice. But where you won't be confused is if you listen to the voice of God that is found in his word. Why is it that we love our Tuesday night prayer time? Because it's a time we gather together to pray and to seek God's face. Now, we don't need to do that just in a corporate setting. You should be doing that individually But I also say that if you're not in God's word, it is really, really easy to be deceived and to be distracted and to create confusion to not know what to do next. And I don't believe God wants us to be confused, distracted. He wants us to be confident and have peace and have clarity. So here's the other interesting thing. He says in this scripture, though, Because lawlessness will increase. The love of many will grow cold. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. And that's what I'm telling you. Be prepared to endure to the end so your salvation can be there. But then this says, and the gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to the nations. When's the last time you shared your faith with somebody else? I would encourage you, if you live in the household with somebody, say, hey, can I practice sharing my faith with you, even though they know? Because we have to get used to talking about Jesus with people, because people are longing for something that is right and true, and some bedrock, something they can stand on, because everything else is shifting sand. And people are looking for hope, they're looking for peace, and they're looking for truth, And you're not going to find it except through Jesus Christ. And how do they find it? They find it through people like you and I who are willing to say, can I talk about Jesus? And can I introduce you into a relationship with Jesus? All right. So carrying on to what I was just saying about how we have to live in these times, let's turn over to John chapter Fifteen. John chapter fifteen. This is the section where Jesus again, red letters, talks about um, the vine and the branches. Now I don't know if you know this, but I have a small vineyard. I have uh, a forty plant vineyard that I love to prune. I love to grow uh, grapes. It's it brings life to me. I, I love it. But Jesus uses this analogy. He uses a picture that would have been very common. Um, in the time of the people that he was um, talking to, he says this, "I am the true vine." Remember Jesus is is saying this John 's writing it, but it says, "I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser, like i 'm the vine dresser. Every branch that does not bear fruit he takes away, and every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes." That it might bear more fruit. Already, you have, already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. So, in other words, he's saying, "Okay, we understand your fleshliness, your humanness. Um, We're gonna, we're gonna fail. We're gonna fall short. But don't focus on that. Don't focus on your shortcomings, because Jesus. If you've come to Jesus, Jesus has already made you complete. Oh, thank goodness for Jesus! Right." I was going to say thank God. Oh, that's where I can say thank God for Jesus, <laughs> right? Thank God for Jesus. I almost thought that I was swearing there for a moment. But no, I can say that. That's right. Thank God for Jesus. I wasn't using his name in vain, right? Okay, we're good. Whew. Here's what he says. Abide in me, in I in you. As a branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine. Jesus is the vine. You are the branches. Whoever abides in me, in other words, stays connected to the vine, and I in him, there's a connection, then you will bear much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Uh, Listen to that, by the way. Apart from abiding with Jesus, you can do nothing. Now, you can do a lot of things, but you can do nothing that's worth anything, (laughs) is what he's saying. Because why is the purpose? He wants your life to bear fruit. Is that not true? That's what he's saying. I want you to bear fruit. If anyone does not abide in me, he'll be thrown away like the branch like a branch, and withers, and the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. I do just that thing. I think it's, it's so amazing. Like, all my prunings that I clip off, it's like, oh, this one died off, it's not producing fruit, I'm gonna clip it off. On my big pile, I take it to my burn pile, in the springtime I'll burn it up. He's using this analogy. He's saying, your life, if it is not producing fruit, it's gonna be snipped off, and thrown away. Now, that's not, I don't believe it's completely an imagery. Well, it might be actually. I was almost going to be there. Apart from Jesus Christ, this is, the, this is the thing. You're going to spend eternity in hell. So I guess this analogy is right. I was going to soften it a little bit for you, but there's no softening that one. <laughs> Apart from Jesus, your life will be separated um, for eternity, and, and your life won't, you won't experience the life that God has for you. You'll, you'll be burned up. Again, I don't know what hell looks like. The Bible says weeping and gnashing of teeth, and it's like torment and heat and fire. Um, it's just not a, a pleasant place. But he's saying, I want you to abide in Jesus, and allow God, who's the vine dresser, to keep pruning your life. And and here's what you need to understand. A little pain in your life is okay. A little discomfort is okay. Don't be looking for the easy street life. That's not a life for you to be living. What you need to be finding is a life connected to Jesus. And as Jesus works in your life, and he starts pruning off things that don't bear fruit, You have to be okay with it and saying, yes, it's painful. Ah, snip it. But he does it on purpose so it will bear more fruit for the kingdom of God. Now, what fruit is he looking for? I I think many times it's the fruit that's actually a benefit for you. Love, fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control, faithfulness. Thank you so much these things will will be so evident in your life as this earth becomes darker and darker we need to see more people who have been willing to go under the pruning shears of their father who loves them by the way who is holy and complete by the way and says would you allow me to snip things off of your life that are bearing some fruit but can be so much more fruitful now the dead ones snips off burns away by the way the interesting thing was that this is a wake up call for all of us too is the interesting thing about that dead vine was it was attached at one point and it's still attached but it's not producing anything there's no life flowing up through that cane that stock. for me as, as, a, as a vine dresser I understand what happens to that is there's no longer life juice that flows through that cane through that dead area it just it lops off And so it's no longer producing. It's dead. It's brittle. It's not producing life. And so you clip it off. Throw it in the fire. But God's heart, this is not like a, hey, this is a judgmental, mean God that just wants to looking for people to lop off. He's saying, no, no, no. My desire is that none should perish. My heart is, I love people. I created them. I love them. I want them close to me, but I want my life to be in them. And the only way that happens is through Jesus Christ. Jesus says, I am the vine. You are the branches. You are the branches. In this time that we live in, you have to be, listen to my words online. Listen to me. I am trying to be a spokesman for what the Holy Spirit is wanting to say today. But listen to these words. It is not a time to be lukewarm, it is not a time to dangle your toes in the waters. It's a time to be all in. It's a time to focus on Jesus. It's a time to be connected to him. It's a time to allow the Holy Spirit, the Father of heaven, to snip off areas of your life that are not producing fruit and trust the Holy Spirit when he says, I'm going to do these things. It might feel a little uncomfortable, but our Father in heaven who is so good and so kind, and so loving, and so gracious. He will do it as gently as he can, but because you've lived a certain way for so long, it's going to feel a little uncomfortable. Why these two scriptures put together? There's an end of an age that has come. A new age is beginning. I don't know if this new age is a A joyous new age or a treacherous new age? I just know there's a new age that's coming. I believe, though, if we truly believe as the time goes on that the world is darkening, I would say I'm thinking the world is darkening. But he's looking for people who will be greater salt and light to this world. And the only way that we can do that is be connected to the vine of Jesus Christ. That our life source has to be rooted in him. Otherwise, the deception and the destruction that is waiting for us will consume us. So today, my hope is that we do two things. If there's two things I would want you to t- take away today is one, we must be connected to one another. How, how, why is the enemy wanting to isolate us, mask us up and separate us and keep us in our homes? That's a, that's a trick of the enemy. Because as long as we're isolated, we no longer have life together and share ideas back and forth. And the Bible says, spur each other on in good works. The Bible says, encourage one another. We need that encouragement. So as we're next week starting life groups up, I would say, find a life group and be plugged in. There's online life groups, there's in-person life groups, and get plugged in. So those of you who are watching online, I know you're watching from different places of the U.S., I would say there's some online groups you can join as well. You don't have to be in New Hampshire. Those who are not comfortable being in person yet, we have online groups. Go to our website, gccnh.com forward slash groups. Find a group, get plugged in. Number one. Number two, be in God's word. If we're with each other and we're with God's word, that means we're with God. That's powerful. The enemy can't deceive us as long as we are together and we're in God's word. The enemy can't take us out. This is a season that we have to be proactive, on our guard, going after Jesus, being in community, encouraging one another. I'm not saying anything new. (laughs) You know all of this. But I wanted to give an encouragement. I trust it's an encouragement from the Lord to you today. Don't take the words that I spoke this morning lightly. Pray about them. Consider them. Go back to those scriptures, Matthew 24 and John 17. Read them again. I believe God is speaking to us through those. Preparing us for what is ahead. Welcome to Church Online. My name is Pastor Mark and I just wanna say thank you for taking the time to join us in watching our services online. Maybe you can't be at our location today and you're watching this from home or on the road. We just wanna say thank you for tuning in. And maybe you can't get to a physical location at Grace Capital Church and this becomes part of your regular routine to do church live on your computer or on your device. We wanna say, Invite some friends with you. Do church together. Life is so much better together and discovering what God has for us is meant to be done in community. Gather people together and enjoy these services for weeks to come. Thank you for watching.